Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello and welcome to the third installment of our mini-series around our H2 Outlook. Yesterday, I spoke to Abhilash Narayan about the opportunities facing investors in the bond space. Today, I want to focus on the outlook for global equities. To do this, I've asked Fukien Yap, a senior equity strategist within the CIO office, to join me. Clearly, equities have had a challenging first half of the year, as have bonds, of course. Um, But today, we will discuss why we've trimmed our suggested allocation to equities, why we still have a preference for Asian equities and also have added UK to that list, And finally, we'll discuss the nuances when it comes to our sector preferences between developed markets and separately China. Before we start, I want to flag that we are having a live webinar on Monday, July 4th. This event includes a fireside chat uh, between myself and Professor Raghuram Rajan, uh, former IMF Chief Economist and former Reserve Bank of India Governor, where we'll discuss the um, key financial imbalances Uh, which ones we should be worried about, the regulatory outlook for cryptocurrencies and the future for India and China. You'll also hear from Standard Chartered CIO office, of course, on how you might position your portfolios given the opportunities and risks facing investors going into the second half of the year. So if you're interested in registering for the event, you can do so at www.sc.com slash GMO, which stands for Global Market Outlook, or just click the link in the description. With that, let's get kicked off talking about equities. So Fukien, um, yesterday Abhilash and I were talking about our increased allocation to bonds. Uh, I guess the flip side of this is we are trimming our um, allocation or recommended allocation to global equities. So can you give us a sense of uh, why, uh, why that's the case? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Steve. Um, as you say, I think we have to look at the two sides to this. So on one side, bonds are more attractive now because the yields are higher. And on the other side, U.S. recession risks are rising sharply, which is a headwind for global equities. The situation we have in the U.S. now is a very high inflation, uh, and the Fed has committed to fighting this inflation by raising interest rates. Now, we expect the Fed to raise rates to 3.25% by the end of the year, which is above a neutral level of 2.5%. And this means that monetary policy becomes restrictive for economic activity. Uh, So this raises the risk of a recession significantly. Uh, But of course, we have already seen equities fall more than 20% in the US. So the market is already pricing in a lot of negatives. Uh, Historically, in a US recession, uh, the median decline in the stock market is 27%. And there is a wide dispersion, of course, in a deep recession, it falls more and vice versa. But the point is that a lot is already priced into the market. So we're not negative on global equities now. Uh, we downgraded it to a neutral core holding, uh, which is in line with our view on bonds. And within global equities, uh, we think investors can be selective on the regions and sectors to focus on. Okay, so maybe let's look at different regions. So um, as I mentioned earlier, we've been overweight Asia X Japan for some time, and that seems to be working out now. Obviously, when we when we put that view in into place in in March, it was uh, not um, not a fashionable view. Uh, negativity <laughs> regarding China was incredibly bad, of course. Um, but we, as I say, it's been doing quite well recently. I think we've outperformed around five percent year to date global equities in terms of Asia expand. So, so still down, of course, but uh, it has been outperforming. Uh, do you expect this outperformance to continue? Uh, 
Yes, um, Asia X Japan is still a preferred region for us. So that means we expect Asia X Japan to outperform our global equities in the next six to 12 months. The, the valuation there is more attractive. It's at a 12% discount to global equities. And this is in line with the historic average discount, but there is a significant divergence in policy support. See, whereas in the US, we see policy tightening to control inflation. In China, on the other hand, we see a rising policy support to boost economic growth. China has an ambitions, ambitious 5.5% uh, GDP growth target, and we think there will be more fiscal stimulus uh, to boost consumption, and regulatory pressures are likely to ease uh, to support economic growth. So these are tailwinds to support China and Asia X Japan equities. Okay, so uh, one, one thing that we did do within equities as well was to um, upgrade UK equities to uh, an overweight position or preferred region. So what's the thinking here? Yeah, UK equities have been holding up uh, very well this year. It's outperformed global equities. And yes, we upgraded it. We expect this to continue now for the next 6 to 12 months. Uh, the UK market's sector composition uh, would benefit in an inflationary environment, we believe. So compared to global equities, uh, the UK has higher exposure to the energy, materials and financial sector. Now, energy and materials are linked to the oil and commodity prices, which tend to do well uh, during high inflation. And financials will benefit uh, from rising interest rates due to the high inflation. So the sector exposure supports the UK now, we believe. And these are also sectors with high dividend yields. So UK equities offer the highest dividend yield compared to the other major equity markets. And lastly, valuation-wise, it is very attractive. The UK trades at a significant discount to global equities. Okay, so I, I guess the, the, the start of what you're saying is a good segue into our sector calls, right? Obviously, there's a sector tilt in the, in the UK. Uh, so let's start with our preferences within developed markets. Which sectors do we prefer in, in the US and Europe? Yeah, in, in the US and Europe, we are positioned more defensively and we focus on value. Our preferred sectors in the US and Europe are the same, which is namely financials, energy and healthcare. So financials, as I mentioned earlier, would be supported by higher interest rates. Um, energy has done very well this year, but it still lacks the rebound that we see in their earnings and in the oil price. And we expect uh, demand to continue recovering and the US producers are disciplined. And energy also is a hedge against a further rise in oil prices, so we continue to like it. And healthcare is our defensive sector pick. Uh, it offers steady and dependable earnings growth at a time when there are uncertainties to growth. And valuation for healthcare is reasonable too. It is in line with its historic average. So yeah, those are three preferred sectors, uh, financials, energy, and healthcare. Okay, so on Monday, I was talking to Rajat uh, about the different stage of the economic cycle um, in China relative to the developed world. So how does that fit into your, uh, into your sector calls there? Yeah, so in line with our macro view and the regional preferences also for our equities, our sector positioning is more pro-cyclical in China. So we have five preferred sectors in China, uh, similar to developed markets. We also like energy and financials. But on top of that, uh, we also like industrials, communication services, and materials. 
Uh, we upgraded communication to preferred as we expect the regulations to turn more positive for the internet and media companies in the sector. And this is in line with a more pro-growth stance in China. And we also upgraded materials to be preferred. Uh, we think it would benefit from the planned infrastructure spending in China. And industrials uh, has been a long-standing preferred sector to us as we see it aligned to China's long-term goals to upgrade manufacturing expertise. And then with energy, it's catching up to all prices, uh, similar to US and Europe. And with financials, uh, although interest rates are not rising in China, uh, we believe financials benefit from the policies to boost growth because this would alleviate credit concerns for China banks and these banks trade at a deep discount to book value. Okay, um, thanks, Fukien, for a, a quick overview of our thoughts um, on, on the equity market outlook. Um, thanks, listeners, for joining us today. Um, uh, tomorrow, I'll be talking to Manpreet about the outlook for currency markets. Um, just as a reminder, if you'd like to sign up for our H2 Global Market Outlook webinar, which will, which will give you the opportunity also to ask questions of the speakers, please click the link in the description. In the meantime, please take care and stay safe. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.